name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. Today is a coming together of uh, many things that are very pertinent to our day and to our church, and to our, or, our life in the Orthodox, in, the, in, in Orthodoxy. <clears throat> Today we remember the holy ancestors of Christ, who from Adam all the way down to Zacharias and Elizabeth and John the Baptist prepared the way of the Lord. We're grateful for their efforts, their faithfulness, and we ask today their prayers. Also today, we remember St. Herman, who brought, um, helped bring orthodoxy to America, established um, orthodoxy in the Alaskan lands, and it made its way down to us. And so we're grateful today for St. Herman. Also, remember today the passing of Father Alexander Schmemann, who was our mentor for many years, um, who guided us into uh, the Orthodox Church. Uh, he died in 1983, and we came in in 1987. So his efforts early were very powerful and important. He very seldom gave any advice to us when we came because he saw, uh, thanks be to God, uh, a work of the Holy Spirit. He didn't want to interrupt it. Remember one time uh, a story about him. Uh, he didn't give much advice, but we um, fell in love with a Trisagon hymn. Father John wrote, Holy God, Holy Mighty, Holy Immortal. So every time we were, we were, we, we were to say it, we sang it. All the beginning of prayers, and so uh, every time we would say the Holy God, we'd sing it. Paul Alexander said, you know, just do that during the liturgy. <laughs> You're supposed to just say it at all other times, but just, but just say it at all other times and just sing it at the liturgy. Is that okay? <laughs> you know, so, but that's all he ever did. Simple corrections. And Father Hopko was the same way with us. So, Father Alexander Schmemann, we love you, Father Alexander. May your prayers uh, continue to assist us. Today, as well, we remember the passing of Father Richard Ballou, whose cross I bear today. Um, what can you say? We're here because of Father Richard. Uh, and the other men that led us to orthodoxy. Very tenacious men, very dedicated men, and held on to a vision that God gave to them um, and passed the torch to us. They grabbed the torch of orthodoxy and then handed it to us. So, a beautiful coming together. The gospel story, which is related to the uh, Feast of the Holy Ancestors of Christ today. Uh, we see that um, the Lord has called a banquet. Come, for all is now ready, he says. But then those that he invites aren't able to come because they have excuses. They bought a field, they have oxen, they married a wife, 
not bad things, but these things took them away from the feast. And so he says, go to the fields, bring in the poor and the maimed and the blind and the lame. Then we will have the banquet. He says, many are called, but few are chosen. So to us, for us today, let's take a look at this passage and see what we can gain from it. First, there was a great banquet. In the Lord's words, and they're the words to us today. Come, for all is now ready. We are married to Christ. We're coming to that marriage feast and baptism. We're united to Christ in holy baptism. We partake of the feast of grace every day. That feast of grace is a deep relationship with Christ. We feast on that grace that guides us through each day. We are given the blessing to practice virtue, to live in joy and peace and righteousness in the Holy Spirit. And we find rest daily in God's kingdom. This should be our focus all the time. So the question today, is Christ on the throne of your life? Is the kingdom your first priority? So we see what gets in the way. I bought a field. I can't come to the banquet. The saints say the field is related to the body, like bodily appetites. You know, the bodily appetites get in the way of this feast, get in the way of our, our, uh, our relationship with Christ, even relationship with others. I had a very, very good friend who had an issue um, with uh, alcohol. And he lived a distance away. And as he made recovery, thanks be to God, he had to apologize to me for the many times he wanted to come and see me, but he couldn't because he knew if he came down there, he couldn't drink. You see what bodily appetites do? They just get in the way. Our, our appetites get in the way of our relationship to God, relationship to Christ, a relationship to others. Food, whatever it is, whatever our appetites are drawing us to, that take us away from the kingdom where they are sitting on the throne. Not God, not the kingdom, not others. So we need to pull back, and that's the beauty of the fast. It reveals to us where we are struggling. Where do you struggle? What appetites have you? What grab you? They grab you like a wild horse and take you all over the place. You need to, we need to pull those back. Pull them back and begin to have control over them, not them over us. So I bought the field. I have five yokes of oxen. Saints say this means that... Uh, we are oh, we're more concerned with earthly matters than the kingdom of God. And we've got a lot of earthly matters in this day to be concerned about. The COVID controversies, 
the political disagreements. You know, I have heard from many people, they are destroying relationships. People can't come together anymore because they have political disagreements or they don't agree with what's going on or how we're handling the COVID crisis. Beloved, God's in charge. God's in charge. St. Evagrios, if you patiently accept your circumstances, you will pray with joy. We need to be patient here. We need to understand God's in charge. If Christ sits on the throne, if the kingdom of God is my first priority, yes, we have concerns we need to pray about, but they should not sit on the throne of our life and destroy our relationship with God and our relationship with others. I can't come to the banquet. I've got to, I've got to text my friend because they disagree with me. I've got to get on Facebook, God, because I'm really all day long because I'm upset at everybody and I need to let them know how I feel. Is the kingdom your, is the kingdom your priority? Is Christ sitting on the throne? Or have these crises raised up and found their place on your throne? You need to flee that. Flee it. Yes, concerns. Yes, pray. Yes, do what you can. But Christ must be on the throne and the kingdom must be your first priority. I bought five yoke of oxen. I married a wife. I can't come. And I'll say this as a very devoted husband. Uh, it's very important to take care of your wife. But she cannot sit on the throne. Christ must. Christ must. The kingdom of God must be my first priority. We come to sometimes exalt relationships. They are the things that make us happy. They are the things that, that make life completely worthwhile. How many of you have been how many of you have been disappointed in relationship? Raise your hand. You better put them all up. All of them better be up, because relationships eventually will disappoint. You're not perfect. I say it again. You're not perfect. You're going to fail each other. You're going to fail each other. But if Christ's on the throne and the kingdom is your priority, even that can become a powerful thing, a time to reconcile, a time to come together. So important that we find Christ on the throne. We find the kingdom of God as our first priority. So who comes to the wedding feast? The poor, the maimed, the blind, and the lame. Guess who that is? That's you. That's you. That's me. I am poor, spiritually bankrupt. I'm maimed. My image is tarnished. I'm blind. 
by my ap appetites and my passions. I'm lame because of my bad habits. I do not have a wedding garment. I can't come in. But I come to Christ, who will clothe me, beloved, with the riches of his glory. He will take my disfigured soul and make it whole. He will take my blind eye and bring light to it so I can see him and the kingdom. He will take that which is disabling me, enable me to live a godly and holy life. So we come and admit our weakness, Lord, we come. But we know that you will provide for us a wedding garment so we can sit at the banquet table with, with great joy. So today, beloved, does Christ sit on the throne? Is the kingdom of God your first priority? Because he says these words to us, many are called, but few are chosen. I'll say this a little different way. Many are called, but few choose. What do you choose today? Because this is an important moment. We're preparing for the Feast of the Holy Nativity. We're coming. What do you choose? Christ and the kingdom? Or these other matters that, 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 that persuade us to move away from him? So this is the question to you. Christ on the throne, the kingdom your first priority, or all these other matters going to dominate. So beloved, today, Christ says to us, come, all is ready. Feast sumptuously. God loves you. God cares for you. He has brought you to his feast. And be grateful and live this life with a heart of gratitude seeking God first, and thanking God for being uh, allowed to participate in his holy kingdom. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.